From the Bob Varley Studio in Orlando, Florida, you're listening to The Diz Unplugged. Welcome to the Diz Unplugged Roundtable Discussion, DizBoards.com edition for December 2nd, 2010 from Orlando, Florida. I'm your host, Pete Werner, joined at the table this week by my good friends Walter Eccles, Kathy Whirling, Teresa Eccles, Kevin Close, and John Magi back in the peanut gallery, our friends Jen and Brian Selke, and of course, the ever-present Max the Intern, who has been an amazing help these past couple of weeks for me getting this house He's been here almost together. every day. He's been he? here like almost wow. every day. Hadn't it been nice? Oh, I'm sorry. I was... <laughs> <laughs> wow. Wow. Oh, my. Love you, Max. Yep. I mean, we had, a, we had the dumpster out in the driveway again, and I was throwing stuff out like crazy. Throw it out. Throw it out. Good times. Good times. So we are doing our Disboards.com show. We've selected some threads from our discussion forums at Disboards.com to discuss uh, and I just want to uh, remind everyone that our last show for the year will be the one that we record on the podcast cruise which I believe is uh, will probably go up it's probably going to go up after we get home I'm not going to be able to put it up uh, while we're on the cruise so it's probably not going to go up until the 16th or the 17th that will be our final show for the year until I think it's January 4th or 5th uh, when the, uh, the next show goes up. And uh, some, some minor changes to the format coming next year. Uh, we're going to be dividing the show up uh, a bit. Uh, we're going to be releasing housekeeping news and rapid fire as one show. And then we normally do two segments each week. We're going to be breaking those segments off into ind- individual shows going to continue to do our email disboards facebook type shows as well but uh we just think it's easier for people to find what they really want to listen to going back into the archives rather than having to listen through an hour and a half show uh, so you're going to get the same amount of time every week it's just going to be broken up into individual shows on individual days so just want to let everybody know that change is coming i'm also going to be redoing our studio over the holidays New furniture, new equipment. I'm going to need new lights in my dressing room. <laughs> mm, okay. Before Warren, he just finished Patty Lapone's book. <laughs> start throwing things and having tantrums. <laughs> Patty Lapone's biography should be entitled "Aren't I Great?" But she is. Oh, read so, her book. She thinks so too. Well, you know, when you are great, it's okay to think that you're great because you are, and she is. She's a legend. I mean, I love Patty LaPone. Put extra lights in the Armada, and he should be good to go. (laughs) (laughs) Bright bulbs in that We'll blind everybody else. (laughs) All right. So who has a thread they want to start off with this week? I do. All right. Jan. Mine's from the Disney Cruise Line board, and it's posted by Halls of VA. And it's entitled Dream Special Rooms Now That We See the Pictures. And what this person has done is taken the pictures of the Disney Dream, Disney Cruise Line's newest ship, and superimposed stateroom numbers over the external pictures of the ship. Get out. People can find their stateroom numbers. Oh, I'll be damned, they really have. I think this is brilliant. Incredible. 
Um, I think Halls of VA needs to go see a movie. <laughs> really? But I think this God. is incredible. And the funny thing is now people are starting to... John, start. are you printing this on cardboard? That's a long story. Really? Um, Cardstock. You know, well, you don't have one with the numbers on it. I think oh. you're just hanging out there. Ah, crap, my eyes are bad again. Let's see what you're talking He's about. You're going, where's the numbers? Where's that paper just wind up? It's back here. Wow, Max has it. But the funny wow. thing about this thread is it's huge. And Are you printing these for your archives? I don't see it. Go on, John. Did we pass it back to the yeah, Selkies? Okay. Do you see the numbers now? <laughs> I do now, yeah. Okay, good. Now I can sleep at night. What I think is really cool about this thread is now people are going through and they're finding their staterooms and they're doing things like identifying where the quote-unquote special rooms are on the ship. For example, on the Magic and the Wonder, there are things called secret porthole rooms right, right. that are priced at a lower uh, amount but actually have a window view. Same thing with secret balcony rooms. So that they've gone through and they've decided that this is going to be now a secret balcony room, a secret portal room, because they know what the price is on Disney Cruise Line's website. So this just goes to show... Disney Cruise Line must love us. I was going to say, this just goes to show you will never have a secret. Ever. Not from this group, nope. It's really incredible the amount of work they've done. And wouldn't you think that when they knew that there was a new ship coming out and people would want this information, that they would have done it? Well, no. there, there's actually staterooms now on the ship that um, I'm going to get this wrong, so I'm not going to give specifics, but there are stateroom numbers on the ship that you can't book yet. And people are speculating as to why they can't be booked. And some people are saying it's because they might be priced differently than their location or than their view or they might be in an area that is obstructed or something like that but hmm. so it's all very very interesting the amount of speculation that's going on in this thread i'll have to go back and reread that one did you look at it the first time mm -hmm. i also love the fact that on this picture this is the back of the ship i'm passing around i realize this is not a visual show but on the back of the ship they've got mickey hanging off with painting the uh back of the Chip saying the dream, and then there's two of the dancing brooms, brooms dancing mops from uh, Fantasia, and we saw those being made when we did our backstage magic tour. And That's we right. We're in Imagineering. Did you see the pictures too um, when it was over in Pappenburg and they were pulling the ship out or where, wherever it went down the river Ems? that they had the lights on in the room that spelled out Disney Dream. I didn't see that. Yeah, there's a thread on the Diz about that, too. And the first time I, I – this is like one of those, you know you're a Diz or when. And I looked at the picture and the way the ship was, I'm there like, you know, that looks like it's spelling out Disney Dreams. And then somebody put up pictures. I think Yvette and Emil That's have funny. pictures up now. And they showed it. Now it's in – where's it at? Hamburg? Somewhere else in Germany where it's going through a dry dock again. Hot dog, Hamburg. <laughs> but they had the lights on. And I says, can't you just picture some like Disney cast member standing there going, okay, turn the lights on in 2021, 25. You know, like that's a detail that right. only Disney would think to do. Right. It's funny with this ship. It's been a long time coming. We've known about these ships for a long time. We've been talking about them for a long time. I'm now starting to get very excited about mm -hmm. it. 
it's coming up next month. We're going to be on it. Yep. So it's it's starting to kind of. I'm on work. that ship for nine days. I really wow. nine of the first eleven that it's that it's out. I'm on it. I want to see the virtual pot, uh, portholes. Virtual potties. Because <laughs> the would, virtual potholes. I want to see the the ship in person because some of the pictures when they show it, it just looks like top heavy. You know where the the ship, the magic and the wonder now have like those graceful lines. Mm. I, I think the um, dream is nice, but in some of the pictures, it just looks it's like big and tall. It looks tip. boxy and tall. Yeah. 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 No, it's, I mean, it's hard to do. You know, how do you get I don't care how it looks on the outside. I care how it looks on the inside. That's what I'm excited yeah. to see, the design details. And well, we'll be there the changed. night they come in. We're going to go down to Jetty yeah. Park and watch the ship come in for well, the first when time. When is it? January. Kathy's going to swim. I'm not going to tell Kathy's when the date gonna, is because then there's going to be 4 million people. Kathy's going to swim out to meet it. <laughs> yeah. It's coming December 33rd. <laughs> <laughs> it's coming in January. Okay. Cool. And uh, links to all the threads we discuss will be found, as always, on our show notes page, podcast.wdwinfo.com. So thank you, John. Who else also, has... Also, people who have their threads read get a... Pin and nor lanyard, correct? Correct. Correct. We read your thread. And, uh, well, no, they don't get a pin and lanyard. They get entered into the monthly drawing for a prize. Gotcha. So, all right. Who else has one they want to read? Okay, I'll go. <laughs> I was waiting for Teresa to, to jump up. And I'm waiting, for, I'm waiting for UPS to get here with my epic Mickey. <laughs> okay, mine is... This He's 11 minutes late. From a long time ago, uh, but... Um, this is from the theme parks board. What would you do in this situation? And this is from Brunette 8706. My husband and I were at a counter service restaurant at the Magic Kingdom. My husband didn't want to get anything to eat, but I was starving. While the restaurant wasn't very crowded, he went on a ride and I went to get a salad. I finally found a table. So I'm eating my salad and a woman sits down right across from me at my table that I was eating at. She asked if I was leaving and I said shortly. I still had about 10 bites left from my salad. So she's sitting there watching me eat and I'm getting more and more annoyed with her. So I finally said, excuse me, but I'm still eating. So she said, oh, I'm sorry, but I'm waiting for my husband. She didn't move or anything. She just kept sitting there. I cannot stand to eat in front of people and it was just bothering me. So I'm eating faster just to get out of there. But I finally said she was very rude to sit at my table while I was eating. Now, if she would have said, do you mind if I sit at your table while my husband gets food? I would not have cared, but she didn't. She just sat herself down, and that was that. Was I out of line? Thanks for your input, because I didn't know what to do. I was so mad. What would you do? Flick food at her. Yeah, I would have dropped something on her. Really? What the crap? Sit down at somebody's table? I, think, I would have asked her to leave. I just would have yeah. said, excuse me, I'm eating. Go, you have to space. go now. You're in my space. Yeah. I know I've been standing there and people have invited us to come eat at their table, but I would never sit down at somebody's table. Or, if, or I would say, would you, do you mind if I sat while, while I waited? I mean, certainly ask. Right. You just don't sit at someone else's table. And sit and watch you eat. I, mean, I, mean, I just can't imagine walking up to a stranger and just sit there staring no, at them. You can spot mm. a table that's about ready to leave and right. kind of linger in the vicinity, but don't. And there's nothing there and wrong watch. with saying, are you leaving? Yeah. yeah. But, wow. Maybe not in that tone. Yeah, it, it, it I just would have ama- taken longer. I would have sat there and just drew it out. No, it just amazed me that, you know, this kind of stuff goes on. You know, that people just plop themselves down. Oh, please. There's no telling what people will do. I know. But I see now, 
you know, with the holiday season, now they're like at Pecos and Cosmic Rays and I forget what the third one is. Now they're seating you. You can't just go to the table. So, Pinocchios. So they are starting Yeah, that. Pinocchios. And right. they're, when it gets really crowded, they're going to saw one of the four legs off so you don't sit as long. <laughs> wow, it's like sitting on one of them big balls. I'll just take my big ball with me to the park. That works. Do that. Walk around the park with your big medicine ball. <laughs> <sighs> okay, what's next? Uncomfortable silence. <laughs> <laughs> Awkward. All right, thank you, Kathy. Who has one? Oh, I have one. This one is a long time ago. This one's from The Adventures by Disney Board. Um, it's on packing tips. It's from Two Tinks Mom. It says, we travel a lot. We're constantly rethinking the best way to pack. Right now, I tend to pack in the jumbo-sized Ziploc bags and get all the air out to save space in the suitcase. And then I use an empty suitcase for the dirty clothes. The last time I tr- my husband traveled for work, he did roll up the, me- the roll-up method and was happy with less wrinkles in his clothes. I've also looked at the cubes you can buy, which say they keep the wrinkles to a minimum and save space. Since we do a lot of moving from hotel and hotel on our Adventures by Disney tour, um, I do need to figure out what to do with the dirty clothes. Any ideas would be helpful. I've seen I've seen diagrams of doing that roll up method, and you're supposed to start with like socks or something, and then keep rolling it like it's an onion. Invariably, I need the thing in the middle of the onion. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I, I, it just doesn't work for me. Yeah. Well, we have the the bags, not the Ziploc bags that we actually bought. They're the these real. large bags that you can pack stuff in, and then you use your uh, your vacuum. Well, yeah. well, you can either yeah. use your vacuum or you can just uh, lean it, on it. There's a, a there's a valve. A, a valve on it, and you just you know roll it, and the air comes out and it becomes a little hard disc of yeah. clothing. Yeah, yeah. But do you find that that works for you? It, it, it as long it. as you don't mind your clothes being wrinkled beyond recognition. Mm-hmm. Um, we did that for the Mediterranean because we had to because we were going so long. Yeah. Now my sister uses the the baggy method and rolls her clothes, and I swear I don't know how she does it, but there's never a wrinkle. Well, really? One person yeah. here was saying that they roll. A day's worth of clothes. Like, it's Tuesday. And she'll actually have a Ziploc bag that has Tuesday on it. And she has underwear, socks, jeans, okay, that's T-shirt. A little, that's a little. And she has everything rolled up by day. Bless like, her if she can wow. do it. If you can I wish do I could it, be wow. that organized. I know. I was like, wow, that's I don't know what amazing. I'm going to wear on Thursday when it's Tuesday. See, for me, it's, it's <laughs> especially on the Adventures by Disney trips, because they are handling your luggage. You really aren't. So I'm not as picky on the Adventures by Disney trips. For me, it's more about getting through security. It's about my carry-on. And, uh, oh, good. you know, yeah. I've, got my, I've got my, you know, my roll-on suitcase is now my carry-on. And that's what I keep. You know, I've got that and I've got my computer bag. And I can get through security. i got the TSA-friendly computer bag, so I don't have to take everything out. I just open it up. It lies flat and goes through like that. Um, and I got to tell you that, that 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 to me is more important than anything else is making sure that the least amount of drama going through security. The last time I went, it was a really a real pain because I had the laptop, I had my iPad, I had my phone, I had my wallet, and by the time you take all that off and your shoes, and then it all comes out at one time, and you're trying to put your wallet Get back dressed. in, you're trying mm-hmm. to put your shoes back on, yep. and there was just I just had handfuls of stuff, and I feel like I'm I'm backing up the whole line, but Crocs. it's just like. I usually have my shoes tied real loose, so they, they just come right off. Pete, when you get on a plane, you've got your roll-on, and mm-hmm. you've got your laptop bag. Do you right. have your MERS, too? No. Okay. No, my MERS, my, my, my MERS will usually be in, uh, in, my, in my 
my okay. roll-on okay. thing. Because last time I, when I flew out to California, I had my um, rolling bag, you know, my little, and then I had my laptop bag, but then I also had my um, a very small handbag, and they made me stop and take my handbag and shove it in something. You can else. only have two pieces. Yeah. So. yeah. But I saw people in front of me going in. And oh, it was I know. Really taking me. It off. just depends. Yeah. Well, you know, while we're talking about going through security, we didn't discuss this in, in last week's show, and I do want to the the uproar. I was going to bring that up over um, over uh, <clears throat> the new security procedures uh, taking place throughout various airports in the U.S. Uh, the body scanners. Uh, or, uh, you know, if you refuse the body scanner, you get the the TSA date rape pat the down. Pat down. Um, and uh, this has really brought about quite, I mean, there was quite a, a discussion on the boards about it. Sure. Uh, there's been quite uh, a lot of, of stories about it on the news. Um, what do we think of this? I think for security, the body scan... The person who's doing this in another building or whatever, another room, they can't. It's not like they see you and they run. Oh, I want to see that person. I want to see that person. You're just going through. They scan you. You're gone. I to me, see it's just. Oh man, I want to see that person. Yeah, I mean, but they, I mean, they make it sound like oh, I no, check that out. But they really can't see who they're scanning. It's whoever they send in that they, they look at. They've actually had though. There's been cases on the Disboard where people said that there was a TSA guy standing there with a walkie-talkie that said, "Okay, she can go through now." Well, so they that they to, do they know. To, they know, but they don't. That person's <clears throat> staying there beside you. It's okay. not seeing I'm you. just going to play devil's advocate. I'm not saying this is my position. I'm just going to play devil's advocate. You know, Ben Franklin, and I'm paraphrasing, Ben Franklin was quoted as saying that the person who gives up security, uh, or who gives up, what was it, uh, uh, who gives up liberty in liberty. the pursuit of security right. uh, deserves neither. Uh for, you know, for me, let there be two planes. I want to be on the plane that gets searched, and other people who don't want to be searched can get on the other plane. But the liberty is you don't have to fly. Exactly. Yes. It's not a, a right. See, my point, this, is, right. this, is, my, this is my point, you know, the way I feel about it is that, you know, people are using the term, the, the expression, you know, my, my civil liberties are being violated. Well, no, they're really not. In order for your civil liberties to be violated, somebody has to be denying you a right. The government, in particular, has to be denying you a right. Flying is not a right. Flying is a privilege. Those planes are privately owned. They can deny you boarding for any reason or no reason. They don't have to let you on the plane. So it really is not a right that's being – they're saying that if you want to get on this plane, right now there is a 2% chance you will be selected for additional screening, which will be the body scan. Because, I mean, everybody's going to go through the metal detectors. Not everyone is getting a body scan. Not everyone's getting a pat-down. You go two percent of the people going through right now, and this number may change, but two percent of the people are getting pulled to go through the body scanner. If they refuse the body scanner, they have to go through the pat down, which has become very familiar. Aggressive. <laughs> Aggressive. If I had flown last week, I would have been one of those people that opted out because I don't believe that what they're doing is making me any safer. Oh, I'll really? agree. Yeah, see, I'll agree, agree with that. you. I'll yeah. agree with you on the point that this is security theater. It's not at all. I don't think it's really making any difference whatsoever. However, however, uh, it is what it is, and I mean, we can, you know, people can uh, can complain and people can protest, and that's all well within everyone's rights. The fact of the matter is, uh, this is the this is the policy. And if you choose to fly, then you choose to fly knowing 
that these are your options. That this well, is what's going to happen. That's true, and, but people need to stand up, write their congressman, put you know the oh, airlines. Absolutely. The airlines are going to since now a lot of them are waiving They'll give you your money back if you don't want to go through this. The airlines are eventually going to get to the point where they put pressure on the TSA and the government also that they don't want to be refunding these tickets. Well, this is new, though. I mean, at some point it's going to be you knew that when you bought the tickets. They're not going to refund tickets forever. No, they're not going to do that. Well, what I'm hoping is that that, because there are, you know, from, from what I've seen and what I've heard, there are better methods. The best thing I heard, and it was done as a joke is that you have a detonation room and everybody has to go through it. You go through one at a time and they press the button and they detonate anything on you. Holy crap. Only has to happen once. (laughs) (laughs) It doesn't even have to be real. Just say this is going to happen and then somewhere Uh, has to... Go stand in that room and if there's a bomb on you. We're going to detonate. Okay, you ready? Click. Okay, you're safe. Get on the plane. So the next guy who shows up with an underwear, with bomb in his underwear, you think he's going to go through that room and run the risk of... Well, he was going to blown off. Well, he was going to blow his junk off anyway. Yeah. So everybody at this table would. What would you up for? Would you do the pat down? I I don't care what they do. If I want to get from point A to point B, I'm going to follow the rules. If I have too much to drink, I can't get on the plane. You have to follow the rules. I have an option. I have an option of getting on a train. I have an option of getting on a boat. I have an option of getting in my car. Um, Now, granted, especially if I'm traveling cross country. Uh, those things take a lot longer, but they are. It is an option if I feel really strongly about this. And I got to be honest, I'm not delighted well, I'm at not the either. idea of you know naked body scans. However, uh, my feeling has been, and I've said it on the show many times before: do whatever it is you think you have to do to make this plane safe. Yeah. Yes. I don't care. If you need to go through my stuff, if you need to ask me an hour's worth of questions, if you want to swab my body for exp- traces of explosives, Ooh. knock yourself out. Well, yeah. they're pretty much going to stop me and Pete every time we go through it. But whatever your feelings, whatever your feelings on it are, can I just implore everyone, please, leave the TSA employees alone. They are just doing their job. Now, I gr- now granted, some of them, some of them are... Uh, uh, I can't use that word. Uh, some of them are jerks and acting like jerks. Those you can go ahead and be nasty to. We have to admit that there, the but, things we've heard, there's been some extreme situations that have put people off. Well, uh, yeah, some and I think I think this is more an issue of training and the government, the FAA in particular, not communicating clearly what needs to be done in what circumstances. Uh, the vast majority of the TSA employees are not jerks. And are trying to do a tough job. Yeah, but not training your employees is not limited to the TSA. I can call Disney at three different times and right. get three different right. answers. My, my point, my point being, um, as long as the TSA, you know, I'm not saying that you know, just take whatever a TSA rep hands you. But for the vast, I, I, I got to be honest, and all, I, I travel, especially lately, traveling quite a bit, and. I'm not going to say they're the friendliest people on the planet, but they've never been rude. They've never been nasty. They've never been oh, inappropriate. Well, you haven't no, met the right ones. No, we yet. haven't had a nasty one. They're um, always like, can I do this? It's like, yeah, do whatever you need I've to do. I've got to be honest with you, Kathy. I, I don't want to cross the line and, and say I've been racially profiled, but I think my name triggers something. Hmm. Almost invariably, I'm taken aside. I've never done the body scanner. I've never had to pat down. But almost every time I fly, I'm taken aside. I'm extra wanded. I'm looked at more closely. I think it's my name. John. Hmm. 
Johnny raises that flag. <laughs> it's it's <laughs> funny because I go through security, no problem. Yeah, me too. And and I've never had anyone be rude. I've never had. Oh, I used to well, travel like almost every week, and I could. I can tell you stories. But you also have the odds then. If you're traveling every week, you've... Look, I'm not saying... Uh, look, I'm not saying there aren't some some TSA agents out there that have an attitude or are nasty or rude. But I think it's a pretty safe bet to say that you can't paint them all with that brush. I mean, I don't you know. You really can't. You can't. No, no. They're you, not the no. ones making the rules. They're not the ones saying, let's put a body scanner in here. Let's pat them down like this. They are doing what they are told. Right. They got the gel they, long before they knew they, they had to touch you. And because of the nature of what they do, these guys aren't flipping burgers. These guys are charged with a responsibility. And none of them, I, I don't care how nasty any of them are, there's not one of them that wants to be the one who let through oh, right. the guy right. or the person who blows up a plane or flies a plane into a building. So, you know, keep this in mind. My Anytime I've ever been pulled out of line, I've always I've dealt with a TSA agent who is very professional. Um, I, I, I think it's safe to say that none of these guys, regardless of their attitude, want to be the one who lets through somebody bad. So... Whenever I've been pulled aside, I've always had people who are very professional, very, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, and apo- in many cases, apologetic. And I keep saying to them, do not apologize for this. Well, they asked, could I do this? They didn't just walk up and right. start. Do you mind if I open up you your down, bag? They said, do you mind if I swap your hand? So, I well, mean, the thing that happened last week, you know, where they were all worried about the opt out thing. Which didn't happen. Didn't happen. Well, but do you know why? Probably it didn't happen. Because people wanted to get where they were going? No, 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 yeah. no, no. Because many of the airports very quietly didn't use those machines on that particular day. Those, the TSA early last week started closing down those um, body scans. I didn't hear that. I was watching yeah. CNN and they said that um, there that the crowds were the the holiday crowds were not as bad as they thought. They said that uh, they had a lot more agents on, so people got through the lines a lot faster. Now, again, I'm just we're telling you what you need to. Said. I I've been a big fan of the board flyer talk, and it's business. You know, people who fly more often frequent frequent flyers, and they had done a poll of how did frequent flyers feel about this, and it was totally opposite of what the general public felt. That the people who do this more often thought of it as theater where most people you know go oh whatever it takes but they had firsthand reports from many of these airports and and call me a conspiracy theorist or whatever you want to do it oh no she's a truther you know my dad used to work for the army security agency so i always took everything with a grain of salt paranoids have real enemies (laughs) (laughs) but that you know they very quietly did this and so of course the news media bought into the oh look that there's you know they didn't cover the part where the, those machines were shut down. If I, I'll bet you that if all those machines had been up and operating, you would have seen bigger delays. But they sort of nipped it in the bud. I think the TSA wanted a little bit of extra time to try to work this well, all out. I hope out. when we fly they have a, a line that says, we'll do whatever you're asked. 
Really? And then I have, I hope they have a line that says, I'm going to be a pain in the butt about this so that I can go through the one where I can just get on the plane. Well, I don't know that you need to be a pain in the butt about it, but I used to if have that. If you're denying it in order to prove a point, you're being a pain in the butt in my point. I had that clear program that they had here at Orlando where mm-hmm. you were like pre-approved. Right. Yeah. right. That was so nice. You they just, brought it back. <laughs> yeah, they did bring it back, but now I don't fly enough to justify oh, it. But that right. was so nice. Well, that, I, mean, I mean, this is all part of the discussion. Part of the discussion is... We have to take into account all of these things. You know, it can't just be a blanket. Everybody goes through the scanner or everybody gets patted down or, or whatever it is. We have to have things in place that say people can be, quote unquote, trusted. Right. Because you've been uh, vetted or you've been pre-screened or you fly and you go through these special Did you programs. go to a concert in the 80s? No. Yeah. Did you not get frisked before you went in? Every yeah. time you went in, they looked for alcohol. I mean, like, and they were pretty aggressive. Yeah. John, you say you're, you think because of your name, not you're Georgia. pulled aside. I do. Um, what are they looking for? What, how, what is their reasoning for pull, pulling somebody aside? Is it just their own judgment call? I don't know what the criteria uh, uh, is for, for that. Um, and this is the other point I wanted to make. Uh, I have to believe where security is concerned. That the federal government, the FAA, um, the TSA, are working with information I don't have. Correct. Yeah. And that decisions about pat-downs, decisions about body scanners, uh, decisions about whatever goes on in the process is informed by that information that I do not have access to. That we, as the general public, do not and should not, WikiLeaks notwithstanding, have access to. And I, I simply, because if I don't trust that, if I don't on some level trust that, I can't possibly bring myself to fly. But see, I, I If I'm believe- going to fly, I have to believe there are people smarter than me with information I don't have that are making decisions. Well, isn't that, but isn't that the assumption we make in life? I drive a car because I assume the person who made the car, who built the roads, who designed the things... These right, but I have a level of control over what happens with that car in most cases. But I mean, you, in you, terms of an accident, you trust the fact that you're not going to put the key in the car; and it's going to blow up. Right. Well, yeah. So there's this whole. <laughs> this is what we do in life. So, but you, but people make choices too as to whether or not they want it. And I and I, I realize them. I realize trusting the government may may seem naive, um, but it's a choice. I don't really have much of a choice other than not flying. Well, you'd go insane if you didn't have some sort of trust in. But travel see, and- I don't think. I believe that the government has way more information than we would ever know. You don't, but I, you, wait, you don't believe that? Or no, you I do believe okay. that they have this information. But I don't think that they're going to stop a terrorist plot by somebody going through the security checkpoint. I, gotta, I, gotta be honest, I, I agree with you a thousand percent. I don't think that – I think that no matter what we do, there are people out there who are going to look for ways to circumvent whatever mm-hmm. we do uh, and continue to create – But I, I have to ask this question. I have to ask this question. I think to some degree it is security theater, but if it wasn't effective, why hasn't something else happened in nine years? Yeah. Why? Because you're not going to tell me they're not out there trying. They don't don't say. You never hear on the news such such and such was caught going through the... Well, actually, we just did. We heard, well, not not, flight-wise, but the FBI who caught that guy out in Seattle. But they're catching these people before they have a chance to do anything. Yeah. Which tells me that they're doing something right. That the people in in government who are charged with counterterrorism, the people who are in government who are charged with intelligence gathering, 
They're doing something right. I think they've stepped up their game. But what about those um, bombs that, that um, they had put in printer cartridges? They didn't get into the country. Yeah. Right. They didn't. But again, cargo needs to be looked at. So cargo absolutely needs to be looked oh, at. There's no we're question. Talking, we're talking about everything. But I'm There's saying. I have that, another question. Would you get on a plane where people weren't scanned? Sure. You would get on really? With mm-hmm. no security? You'd just allow people to get on the plane? With the new security? I, I don't believe in that. Do I think there should be some security? Yes, I do. So where's the line? Yeah. Well, the line is not where it is now. Okay, but then where is it? What, they what need amount to... of security would, is too much? If you, would you get on a plane if nobody was checked? I got on planes before when nobody got checked. Yeah, but it's but a different was, world. It was a different, it's a different world. world. Would you go to Orlando Airport right now? She was flying with Orville and Wilbur. No, there's no security. <laughs> if you want to get on the plane and you have a ticket, go ahead. I after 9/11 happened, I was on a plane quite often, and I said to my family, I said, you know, what should I do? Should I go? And there was times I was the only person on the plane. Would I, you do it today? Yes. You would get on a plane yes. that nobody was scanned. Not with this new scanner that they have so now. You the so you don't like the scanner okay. now? You think the x-ray is enough? You think people going through a simple x-ray is enough? I don't know. Maybe I've, I've seen too much, but like when they used to do the random screenings at the gate, we used to sit there. The entertainment used to be, oh, the random screening. Don't stand up yet. They're going to pick every third person in the line. So as long as you were not that third person, it wasn't random. No, well, I think back, now it's different. Let me, I think. Let me mm-hmm. tie this into Disney for a second. Disney has security at each hotel. And in each hotel, you stop at the security gate and you show them your ID and you talk to them. Just because you have a license doesn't mean you're not a terrorist. Just because you have a license doesn't mean you can do something bad. It's part of the process of stopping you, uh, engaging you, of also perhaps a deterrent of, oh, I know I'm going to be stopped at this checkpoint. So while the thing itself may not protect you, the whole process is part of the protection. Well, they, they have that for... against doing that. They have that for the airlines, too. They have behaviorists that are in the airport checking to see if anybody's like, you know, sweats running down their face. And, so is that not working either? I think all of these things are part of the bigger picture and part of the puzzle. I mean, there's no one thing that is... There's no silver bullet that's going to be the do-all, end-all of security. It has to happen on many levels. It has, to happen, it has to happen in many places. It mm-hmm. takes place in offices in Washington. It takes place in intelligence gathering in the Middle East. It takes place in, in the airports. It takes place on the airplanes. It takes place in a number of places on a number of levels. For me, I have to believe there are people smarter than me with more information than me, uh, not, hard, not a hard sell to make, uh, that are making informed and intelligent decisions for the safety of the, of the traveling public. I have to believe that. I, I'm fine going through their, their scanners. I'm fine getting the pat down. If, if they, if, look, if they really want to run their hands over my fat body, that's, that's, you know, people are acting like this is a treat for them. You know, has, have Americans taken a look in the mirror lately? We're not a pretty bunch. You know, I, I don't think any, too many of these TSA agents are like, you know, touching themselves inappropriately because they got to feel you up. So I think people just need to take a take a breath and take a look at it. And I, whatever your whatever your position is on this, just leave the T, you know, if, if the TSA guy or, or gal is doing their job, leave them alone. 
Leave them alone. If you don't like it, choose not to fly. But don't take it out on them. They're not the ones making the rules. They're not the ones deciding this is what needs to be done. They're the guy on the front lines, or, or girl, woman, that's charged with the responsibility of, of carrying out these directives. So please, that would be my only message here. And we've certainly wow. got <laughs> Really? What's the name of this any, show? <laughs> any more packing tips? Really? <laughs> <laughs> is that what that was about? Well, I needed, to, I needed to make sure we got this discussion in because we didn't do it on the... On the uh, uh, on yesterday's show, so right. wanted to do it on today's. But all right, who else has a uh, a thread to read? Wow, I guess I'll follow I'll, it up to T. I'll, I'll what do you bring got? it down a notch here. Parking and annual passes. That's what this is called. <laughs> oh dear! This is from Leah Girl Twelve. We are planning to get an annual pass on our upcoming trip. I was thinking we could just purchase them when we got there. I know the annual passes. With annual passes, parking is free. How do I avoid paying for parking for that first day? If I buy the passes ahead of time, will I have well, I have to still have to pay for parking since I will have that. No, you show your voucher. voucher. You show your voucher. Mm-hmm. And will that let you in? Yep. Okay. However, if you don't have the voucher yet and you're going to the parks, there's a thread right on our boards right there. And Cheshire Figment. That's who answered this. Right. This is the thread right. that I have, actually. I mean, it's a. It says just pay at the disappointment. came up again. Yeah. To the window, guest relations, uh, where you buy your annual pass, and they'll refund the price of parking. But there's always parking questions, you mm-hmm. know. You just. Yeah. That that question's come up on our boards mm-hmm. too. I think you should just drive real fast. <laughs> just drive <laughs> so real I faster do. than do you? Yeah. Oh yeah. Try to go real well with John invariably goes through the toll kiosk <laughs> and puts me on the side where I have to show my annual pass and then doesn't stop. And I'm like, I slow down. <laughs> and we go by and we go, <laughs> and invariably the people are screaming at me. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Who else has one? I do. Go ahead. Terrace. <laughs> oh my oh man <laughs> bitter I still love you Walter. okay good deal it says I don't think I'm the only one who's noticed that the front desk reception at some of the resorts have definitely been lacking in that magical feeling we used to love walking up to the desk and being met by smiling cast members who would make us feel very important not just a number uh, this visit there hasn't been any smiles I've had some great uh, trouble making myself understood by cast members. I'm speaking clear English. I don't understand what's going on, but it's very frustrating. So they're just saying the magic in checking in has not been what it used to be. Although from what Pete and I have seen, so I say, you guys have on our reviews, we've, we've had, had very wonderful. We've people. had some really good luck uh, in that regard. Then again, we've been using, uh, with the exception of the Grand Floridian uh, stay in September, we've been using online check-in, which is something I want to stop doing, so that we can start evaluating. Uh, so that we can start evaluating the check-in process a little bit better. Yeah, but you still interact with a cast member at the front desk. Exactly, right. and it's we've had very good, we've had very good luck. Now, where was the place that we checked in in less than three minutes? Was that that uh, was All Stars? All Stars, less than three mm. minutes, in and out. And the places, all the people we've run into have been very, very helpful, very, very friendly. We haven't seen we haven't seen bad cast. That's because when you checked in the All Stars, your luggage was in paper bags. <laughs> no, it wasn't. <laughs> Do you ever go to the All-Stars when it's check-in day and people are arriving? No, I've it's never like seen anybody. No, it's not. It is. <laughs> yeah, I've been there sometimes that it looks. People yeah. are lying on the floor. <laughs> we have been there when that's happened. When you're like, Classist. <laughs> bringing coats or what? You're checking in. You're not emigrating. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible. You back me up, right? Mm-hmm. Terrible. Mm-hmm. Terrible. I, I don't have an opinion on this. I haven't checked into a Disney hotel in ages. Kathy, you've been somewhat 
recently, haven't you? What, stayed at a resort? Yeah. Mm-mm. No? I had a wonderful experience at Pop when we went. I mean, check-in was fun. We, real interactive. Are the Selkies staying on property? Mm-mm. No? Where are you staying? No, we're not. We're staying at the World Quest Resort. Where's that? World Quest. It's right off. Uh, it's right off property. It's by the Nickelodeon. Kind okay. Of, kind of behind the Nickelodeon. Five minutes from Disney World. Were they friendly? They're very friendly there. Yeah. But don't you think sometimes, again, this is another one of those, you know, like you read things on the Diz, that if you go in expecting something, like you want, you know, like, hey, welcome uh, to All Stars. Bubbly. And if, and if you don't get that, then all of a sudden you start noticing all that. Or some people who come in with like an attitude, like they've been flying 18 hours to get here, and it's if they're not up to a certain standard, people think that the cast member wasn't... I guess I'm in the minority. As long as you're being smiling, vaguely polite, right. I'm okay right. with right. it. Right, that's what yeah. I'm saying. I'm not looking to be entertained by the desk clerk. I guess I'm just, I want you to do your job. My, I want you my to expectations be are pretty low. Right. Just right. check me in just and be, be kind nice. of nice. I mean, just don't be mean, I guess, and I'm okay with it. Don't be a jerk. I don't, I don't need to form a relationship with the check-in Kathy, people. you checked into the Swan for our aging fan, mm-hmm. right? How was that? Fast. They were nice. But to me, like checking in, it's sort of like the necessary evil. It's just like, as long as you've got my information and you take my card and you hand me my key, I'm happy. You don't need to be real. You know, the thing I, I can think about is like at Caribbean Beach when I used to check in all the time and they go over everything that's in your like folder and here's the park times. And when you're the person standing in line, you're like, aren't they ever going to get done? Until it's your turn and you're up at the counter and now all of a sudden you don't care how long it takes. Right, you want the attention and the... You know, so it just it just sort of depends where you are. Are you standing in the line or are you up at the check-in? A lot of times I think it, your attitude can turn them really around them. in a heartbeat mm-hmm. yeah, one way or I the other. So. I mean, it's, all you have to do is open the conversation. When I was checking the Disneyland Hotel last month, I mean... I mentioned it was my first time. And you were crying. I wasn't crying. <laughs> Not yet. Um, you know, that's all it took. And she's like giving me tips. And I mean, it was just, it opened up the conversation. If you go up there and stand up there like a, a log and don't say anything and just wait, then you're going to have a hideous experience. Well, I remember, you know, when I was waiting on tables, uh, I learned real quick how to read my table. Mm-hmm. That there were some tables where they wanted you to engage and they wanted you to uh, you know, be on. And there were other tables that just wanted you to be in the background and just bring me my food and don't disturb me. I don't want to know you're here. Uh, and I think that's probably the case in anybody who deals directly with the public. You've got to read every person who comes up. So I think if you send out signals that, you know, hey, I'm happy and I'm happy to be here, and the person behind the desk is responding with, you know, a blank stare, okay, that then I can understand your complaint. But you know, I, I think it's equally important that we remember to have if, if if we want a reaction or a certain experience from a cast member at check in or any other point in our vacation, uh, we're gonna get, we're gonna kind of get back usually what we're putting out. Mm-hmm. Generally, not all the time, of course. There are cast members have bad days. There are cast members that just have bad months and years. Uh, but I think for the most part, what I've been seeing lately for the most part, has been pretty good. I'm not going to say it's as good as it was 15 years ago. Well, no, that time we were checking in, and then we were lost, and that guy, Leslie. Mm-hmm. I was at the Grand. Yes. Took us. I know exactly where I we was. Were, and a, he walked us. Grand Floridian showed me uh, real live, old-fashioned Disney service. 
that it is still possible. They are still capable of it. They just seem to be reserving it for their flagship hotel. Um, it should be at every hotel. But I was at least glad to see it was somewhere. So, okay. all right. Who else has one? I have one. What silly things do you look forward to the most when heading to the world? Did you, any of you? Silly? Have, well, just, you know, like your little thing that like you were, you couldn't wait till you got to the park to do or to the resort or whatever. What kept you going before you got down here? I, we used to drive down from upstate New York all the time. And to me, the biggest hurdle was driving. I, I know it's not at the park, turning from 95 South onto I-4. Hmm. That meant we were almost there. It was even a bigger deal to me to do that than to get to Disney World because it was like you had driven for so long and now we're in that last leg. Well, I think about flying in and getting on the monorail at the airport and that was like, because no other airport oh, I've yeah. ever been to had a monorail mm-hmm. and with the lights and everything, you always thought, okay, now I'm here. Now I'm coming. Well, for me, true. when we would come down from Jersey, especially if we were leaving Jersey in the winter, um, stepping the minute you step off the plane... And you can kind of feel that 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 what warm air. Well, depending on what time you were yeah. coming down, but but usually in the winter it was just warm air. It wasn't that heavy. It humidity. was warmer than where you came. It from. was warmer than what I left. Um, that's how I always knew I was in I was in Florida. That you know I was here. Um, and I'm trying to think of like you know I know there were specific things that I looked forward to. Uh, when I came down here that, that I look forward to doing, but I I'm, I'm just I'm drawing a blank on it. To me, not the first time, because the first time I came here, I was sort of like dragged here. But after that, going under the arches at whichever entrance to Walt Disney those, World. Well, those uh, signs as you drive through. And you when the signs go from regular street signs right. and highway those signs to right. the purple ones. Yeah. Yeah. I predate those things. They weren't there when I was there, when I, when I was coming down. I well, everybody was, on, everybody was on horse and buggy then. Right. <laughs> I, um, when the wagon wheels hit the ruddy sand. Back when Wilson was president. <laughs> Exactly. Kevin had to wear a hoop skirt and a big hat and a corset. And I was one of those people for <laughs> clang, 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 with the trolley. <laughs> I was one of them bells at Cypress Gardens. Um, <laughs> it just, I remember them building those signs and putting those street signs in. I lived here then, so. You know, not at Disney, but we went up to, um, is it Silver Springs? 75. Mm-hmm. Um, we went there. I thought Silver Springs was in Maryland. It, it's there, too. Okay. But anyway, we went it's up. franchise. And, and we took the, the glass-bottom boat. And as we went through, does anybody remember watching um, Sea Hunt with Mike Nelson? Is that? Like, I think I've seen it shown on TV. But he'd, he'd be swimming through the water, and they go, suddenly, there it was. Well, that's where they filmed the show. Right. And when I was on the boat, when they said that, I, you know, I just thought that was, I'm like, wow, this is where they filmed Sea Hunt? To me, to be in, like, on top of the water where they filmed this TV show, to me, was a big deal. And that was in Florida. Everybody's looking at me like I'm strange. But not (laughs) Disney, but okay. (laughs) But I mean, like, being here in Florida, that, like, you know, I came in, like, the Kennedy Space Center. I When I lived in Pennsylvania, it was never on my radar that I would ever get to Kennedy Space Center. And now that I get to go there, wow. You know. Well, 
Jen, what do you look forward to? I mean, you come out here quite a bit. I mean, what is it you look forward to? What's that special little thing? Well, I'm a big fan of mulch, sweat, and cheer. So to me, you know, one of the first things I do when I get to the parks is go to Hollywood Studios and... There's a bench across from the Chevrolet building that I sit on, and you can hear the bus noises and the sounds of the streets of America. And listening to them sort of come out, so they sort of come out on this truck. It's a, a cover band. And listening to them come out and hear their little banter, it's sort of an improv all the way before they set up. To me, that's like my first day always at Disney World. And it's like that silly little thing. You know, I think everybody has a really personal experience um, that starts their trip off. It might become a tradition that they sort of do every time, um, and it, it just sort of makes it more memorable for them. But it seems to be very personal, I think, for everybody. How about you, Brian? Um, I look forward to renting the smallest car that they have at the uh, <laughs> <laughs> Oh, Lord. <laughs> we have a little tomato car now. That's <laughs> cute. No. Uh, well, we started coming here first for Disney, you know, uh, but then we became friends with so many people here in Orlando. And what's nice is when we come down here, we get to visit with mm-hmm. our friends away from home, like you all and our friends from Mulch. And, you know, it's it's cool. It's nice. That's cool. It's like we don't miss home because it's like a second home here. That's nice. Yeah. That's nice. I never thought about making friends. <laughs> That's so <laughs> weird, isn't it? That is weird. That's why that whole Facebook thing that tells people where you are, I don't get that at all. (laughs) (laughs) I always think it's like having a tracking device. It's very mutual of Omaha. It's very powerful. It's just the first time you walk into the Magic Kingdom with your kids, you know? Mm -hmm. I mean, that's always the thing is, you know, you walk down Main Street. Mm -hmm. That's always the thing. If you haven't done it, and, you know, we do it all the time now, but. In the beginning, you get there, and it's like, oh, my God, here we go. Oh, it's still a big deal yeah. every time I go I mean, in the park. I mean, it is, but it's, it's just different now. Because now when I walk in, I'm like, geez, it seems like <laughs> I haven't been here me. for a while. I'm crying. Yes, I oh, God. oh, my God. We took oh, the monorail. It's a weepy kind of day. <laughs> is it time for hormone treatments yet? <laughs> yes, it is. <laughs> Are you hot? Yeah, menopause sucks, doesn't it? Uh, it's not menopause. It's just... <laughs> oh, it's... it's <laughs> your tear ducts are too close to your bladder? <laughs> I'm good, I'm good. <laughs> Me too. Did All you right, ever cry, John? Every time I write your check. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, honey, you are, you're, you're just lobbing softballs now. <laughs> you're going to have to work so much harder than that. He needs a tissue, I can tell. You do. I have a thread. All right. <laughs> I thought maybe you forgot what we were doing there for a minute. No, I'm just I'm, trying to keep this juggernaut moving. <laughs> I'm, I'm looking for my uh, Epic Mickey tracking number to find out <laughs> where, the, where, the hell the my, where the hell's my video game. Good thing we know where we stand in the priority. <laughs> really, it's, it's life. Your four says you're supposed to be present for your life. Maybe he's delivering a lot of them today. That's why he's running behind. You know, there's a lot of Epic he knows Mickey. better with me. I keep him. I, I, I keep him employed. Oh man! I'm, I'm Check whipped. his Facebook status. Let's <laughs> see where he is. Uh, mine comes from the theme parks attractions and strategies board, and it was posted by Disney Christian, and it says everything. I knew you, his sister, sister Christian. Uh-huh. Everything <laughs> you need to. Oh, oh my gosh. Everything you need to know about Walt Disney World Christmas tips and secrets. 
I thought this was appropriate for our show. And it's people sharing their tips and secrets for Walt Disney World at Christmas time. I thought maybe we could share some of ours. But while you're all thinking, because I know it's something I sprung on you, there were some good things in here. One of the things that I thought was very interesting was sometimes, I guess, people either new to coming to Walt Disney World or don't come that often forget that Florida can get cold. Mm-hmm. At the Christmas holidays, yeah, no. cold, cold for Florida. Well, cold, but no, but it can get cold. Cold enough. Mm-hmm. I got to tell you, even people from the north will tell you that when it's cold in Florida, it's it cold. seems colder than other places. Because I don't know if you're not used to it. Our buildings aren't insulated as much. I don't know what the deal is. But when it drops to twenty or thirty degrees here, it's chilly. But what they say is that you know they pack for. Coming on vacation, they pack to go swimming, they pack for that. So something to keep in mind is that the weather can be very different here. So make sure you bring a light jacket, make sure you bring some long pants and things like that. So I thought that was a good tip for enjoying the parks and stuff at Christmas. Anybody else have any tips? Weren't you going to give your tip, Teresa? Oh, yeah, we're talking about wearing, bringing a jacket and stuff. I found last year, because it did get very chilly in December and January last winter, and a light scarf around my neck did wonders and just a light pair of gloves when you're walking especially when you're walking around epcot it gets breezy mm-hmm. you know and we were just talking about this we're having unusual weather now it's warm during the day but as soon as the sun goes out it's getting cold so you have to sort of not cold there. enough yeah, and if you're going to be there all day rent a locker and put your evening mm-hmm. jacket or whatever in it so you don't have to tote it around all day your fur your fur whatever i think it's really weird that people it's not something i would think of until i moved here the dollar store sell those little like you said, light gloves. Mm-hmm. I think everybody in the party should bring a pair with them. Yeah, because I mean, if a, you try to buy them in the park, they're like yeah, just expensive. a cheap little pair of. Don't be buying thing. those snuggies. Black, yes. Oh, that's another. <laughs> I asked for snuggies. one for Christmas. I have absolutely no problem with that. I think it's a great idea. I think it's ridiculous. Oh man! You look like a fool walking around with those things on. Not to self-return the snuggie about Pete. <laughs> 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 I wanted to walk down Main Street wearing mine. I just don't. Get- I will no, mock. I will mock you that. openly. I will no. mock you openly. It's, I will point and laugh cold. out loud. Wearing a robe backwards—that's all. No, I was going to turn it around. No, I was going to just wear it in the company of my own home. You know. Well, that's right fine. Yeah. I mean, in the privacy of your own yeah. home, that's great. But walking around in public wearing one of those things, you look like an idiot. I have no problem no. with that either. <laughs> no, we were talking Christmas tips or staying warm tips. What were we talking? Christmas tips. Okay, that was just one of them. Anybody else have any? I used to always tour the park from the back to the front. Which park? Any of the parks. Well, you know, like at Epcot, for example, you know, everybody goes in and does Spaceship Earth. When you go in first thing in the morning and there's a super huge line, wait a couple hours after everybody's, you know, the crowd's gone by, you get on Spaceship Earth with no waiting. So we would go to the furthest away and work our way forward. Everybody was because going the crowds other. are going to be so much more. And don't come at, during the holidays and expect to do everything on your list because right. it's not going to happen. You know, I mean, have the high points and we've said this before. You pack do. your patience. Yeah. I also have to ask people. People talk about wanting to be in the parks on like Christmas Day or New Year's Eve, and I think to myself. Are you really going to gather that kind of enjoyment just from being in the park? If I think for have, a lot of people, yes. If you have to be there at the crack of dawn to be there and you have to stay all day because if you leave, you might not get back in. And we hear people, okay, pack a lunch and take a blanket so you can take a nap on the grass. And I think to myself, 
No. No, that's that, that Then it starts looking like the Magic Kingdom has homeless. Right. <laughs> How realistic. When the, but right. people do it. Yeah. Really? Oh, yeah. I've never seen uh, that. The one time we were there for a parade or something. No, it was late night uh, fireworks. And Grace jumped over the thing into the grass and was going to lay there and watch the fireworks. The was oh, my God. Yet. They jumped on her like she was some alien from space. <laughs> Well, there are well. places where you don't have to jump over a fence to do that. Maybe she didn't jump a fence. She was just, you know, when you cross that bridge and you're heading towards the... I only cross that bridge when I come to it. <laughs> I know you're going to say that. Oh, 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 oh. Is there a fence around the grass? Just a, a low one. Okay. <laughs> Still indicating don't go there. Right. It still indicates keep out. Okay. If it's a certain height, Grace doesn't believe that means her. So as long as she doesn't have to scale it, it's okay? That's right. Okay. Well, she... Yeah, I said you're, I'd moved away. I knew she was going to get nabbed. And yes, they came to That her little way. fence there was a clue that they don't <laughs> want you doing that. I know I'm looking forward to going to um, Fort Wilderness. I really want to do that um, once it cools off and see how crazy those people get because they really yeah. go all out. It's like a neighborhood. You know, it's... Yeah, but I mean, but it's, it's I guess, also like a competition because really some of the people, every square inch has mm-hmm. something Disney and Christmas in it, so... I'm really looking forward to seeing that. We yeah, did that last year. Bathtubs there this year again with Minnie taking a bath. Well, I don't know how Christmassy that is, but Minnie Driver. No, Minnie Mouse. Oh. She's in a bathtub. Love Minnie Driver. Really. My tip is if you're going to be here for the actual holiday, if you're going to be here for Christmas Eve into Christmas Day, don't try to reproduce your Christmas at home. Mm-hmm. Yeah. People tend to do that. I'm going to decorate and I'm going to do this, and we're going to go get ham or whatever it is. You're, you're just going to be setting yourself up for disappointment. Just go with the flow and have the Christmas that you have. You know, don't. Try. I heard the best idea last night, and I love it. We have some friends who were, they go on a cruise at Christmas each year, and their children are concerned that Santa will not be able to find their house. They won't. <laughs> Stop. <laughs> Santa will so, find them. Santa mom you. and dad take up. Make sure that Santa knows enough to take a picture and send it on the cruise with them so that on Christmas morning you can get an envelope with a picture of your Christmas tree with all the presents under it. Oh, they that's took a picture clever. of their tree before they left, and Santa send them a, sent them a picture on their cruise, mailed them a picture on their cruise of their tree with all their presents underneath it. I like it that. You explain the, that better than I did. To see that all their so Santa are, comes to your house when you're not there. Exactly. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Goes through your stuff. <laughs> Santa always well we were always home for Christmas but I would think he would follow you but you know. but he well he couldn't deliver the presents to the, the cruise, cruise ship because it's moving so on Christmas morning See. they got picture. a picture interesting. that Santa had sent with all the presents because if you stay that. in a place Santa can come to that place but if you're in a cruise yeah. ship he can't do it interesting it's customs I think yeah. <laughs> he's got issues with customs it's the way the ship's registered <laughs> alright who else has one they want to uh, they want to read Scrooge. We have one more. Scrooge. Everybody looking at me? I've got one. I had one about the Christmas tips. But I don't think anybody was looking at you. Taking that. Um, this comes from Robin's Egg, and um, she's going to be taking her 17-month-old to Disney next month and wanted tips on what kind of uh, snacks to pack and what to bring and just kind of... For a 17-month-old? That's what I'm thinking. How much kid do they eat? I mean... It's okay. It's okay. When I pulled you know. this, I expected Julie to be sitting next to me. I, I could, but you know what? Okay, beer and pickled eggs. No, you you take because you know what? When you've got a small child, 
You can't be, and they're going to get hungry randomly. What it, would she take if she was going to Walmart? Well, you, this is civilization. It's not like she's crossing the Sahara. <laughs> Good I brow. understand that. At the have... end of every show, we get a little bit more bitter. I'm telling you, bitter town. I would take just simple things like little bags of Cheerios, fruit, whatever your child was comfortable with at home. Go to yes, camping. I do that with Ferris and Finley. Take that with do you, Julie? <laughs> take that with you because you know because they're, they're in, a, they're in an, an environment. I'm going to just keep talking. They're in an environment that they're not used to. If you if you want them to eat and they're you know and they're not eating, take the food they're used to. That's the best. Bring thing the I can space say. shuttle dehydrated food, and maybe somebody will allow you to bottle bottle their water bottle and rehydrate. And I would say, wow, you know, just so uh, much bitterness I, coming from that corner. So bitter, really I, gushing. Out. I, I guess I'm always amazed because people are like, how much water should I bring to the park? <laughs> <laughs> Breathe, Kevin. Breathe. We, 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 those dune suits where it turns your sweat into. <laughs> you don't have to drink your own urine. There's water. Fountains, okay? I think a thread, a thread like this, they just want to know what other people are doing. And yeah. I would say, you know, That's be aware of your child's like sleep. Let's keep talking. You know, your child's schedule. You know, you don't want to take them a 17 month old through the park all day. You know, if you need to take them back to the resort to take a nap. Right. Do it, you know. You drink your <laughs> Come on, man. Stop you're these guys. Killing me. <laughs> we have water. It might be bad water, but we have water. In exactly. You'll survive. <laughs> I would bring my own water if you want to start that. Oh. <laughs> I apologize to what was her name, Robin's egg. I'm not mocking you. I oh, you no, really? I think you are. <laughs> Bring the same thing you would bring your 17 month old if you were Have going to the Empire State in Building. A bag and bring the what is the crap? <laughs> it's like, but it's like civilized. We're, well, you're, I know. you're not in a third world country. But she's in a place where she's trying to. I'm, I'm looking at this. She's trying to save money. She's trying to say, I don't want to run out and what buy. What does your 17 month eat at home then? That's what I just said. Where so were you? Bring you're it here, with you're you. talking about urine. <laughs> <laughs> you're over here going, urine, urine, urine. I don't understand why we haven't. The best tip and the easiest thing to do: leave the kid. So home. Kevin's suggestion is pee on the baby. <laughs> <laughs> Only if he's stung by jellyfish. <laughs> oh, good lord! Help me! Help me! How many more shows we got this year? <laughs> what should I bring? Oh, what is he at home? Bring that. <laughs> okay, so we got your answer on what snacks would you pack? Urine. <laughs> I didn't say that. There's water fountains like every twenty feet. Okay. And I mean, but wouldn't you, you say, Kevin? Kevin I, I, I can't wait to, to to read Kevin's childcare book. Oh my god! <laughs> wouldn't you I say would, to just bring what you would normally bring? I, I mean, that's what he's saying. But like, you know, like you might need to bring an extra change of clothes. Mm-hmm. You might need to do different. But just so you're prepared, but you don't have to pack everything. And the kid's not going to eat. He's going to sleep the whole time. He's going to lay in a stroller and be exhausted and over. It's a year and a half old. Exactly. Mm-hmm. He's going to be overstimulated. He's going to go sound asleep, and he's not going to eat anyway. I disagree. There, the child's going to be fussing and want something. I don't familiar. know. When, when my kids were small, you just wanted to make sure you had something that if they threw a fit, you recovered. What you do anyway. You do that. Yeah. No matter where you yeah. are, you're not really going to Morocco. That's why I bring no. chocolates in the car for Kevin. Jabez, <laughs> <laughs> bring him in here with you. Let's have a little meltdown. Yeah. Like, uh, Tell Max, him. get their keys. Good lord. 
Chill, baby, honey. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> Just a question. All right. I, I don't think any more good can come from this show. I really don't. So we are going to wrap it up. We hope you enjoyed this rather bizarre episode of the Diz Unplugged. We'll be back with you again next week with another edition. Thanks very much for listening, everyone. And remember, don't pee on your children. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you.